0: It's your girl, Lady J, and thank you for tuning in this morning to the I'm Possible Radio Show. Yeah, I know it's super early, y'all, on a Saturday, and a lot of us have been uh, at home, so our days and times are running together. I know mine's are. Mine is. So, um, I want to thank you for joining me this morning. For those of you who are up in early this morning, um, <coughs> we have a special guest this morning, of course. This is the Unpossible Radio Show, but before I introduce her, as we always do, we have to get the formalities out of the way. So um, if you would like to become a faithful JQLM radio listener or share with your family, friends, and followers, you can download the JQLM radio app on any of your devices, or you can get JQLM radio by downloading the TuneIn app or the A Simple Radio app. Just search for JQLM radio there. When you get there, make sure you make it a favorite so that it comes up as soon as you open those apps. Also, you can tune in straight from our Facebook page. Just click the Use App button right there on the home page or listen from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, <coughs> we have been added to several other uh, radio platforms, and we, those will be available to you via the website and our social media pages. So make sure that you check those out. Also, um, if you miss any of your shows live, any of the favorite shows you you like to listen to, don't fret. You can catch the episodes on any of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, CastBox, Google Play, all right. Also, make sure you follow, like, and share us on social media. We do follow back. You can catch us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio or at Net. That is for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Of course, JQLM Radio is a division of Ego Entertainment. <coughs> so now that we have that out, out of the way, excuse me, y'all, um, <coughs> let's introduce our guest. So our guest is Cindy Arajo. I hope I said that right. And um, she is a mom and a wife who loves to connect with like-minded people to empower and support other women by having honest and authentic conversations about how to heal from the inside out while trying to balance the work and home life. So we're going to hear her personal story and um, the things she had to overcome in order to heal from the inside out. So let's welcome Cindy to the show. Good morning, Cindy. How are you?
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: No problem. Thank you for being my guest. <laughs> so um, before we get into your story, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us who you are and where you're from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, so I currently live in Germantown, Maryland, and I am a wife and a mom to a two-year-old son. And right now um, I'm an executive assistant at a property management company. And, yeah, just trying to keep up with everything that's going on in this crazy world today. <laughs> uh, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so when, when, you're ta- oh, sorry. when you're talking about healing from the inside out, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us uh, before you got to that point and mm-hmm. what is it that you had to overcome? in order to be put in the position where you had to learn how to heal from the inside out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was born and raised in a really small town in West Virginia and it was your typical small town where, you know, everybody knows everybody. You go to school, you party with the same people. It takes 15 minutes to get to the grocery store. You know, I had a, you know, I had a really good childhood and my parents worked really hard for me and my sister to provide a nice life for us. But we, but I kind of developed like this safety net of the small town living in like this bubble. And I, I just, I never really, I never, I guess I really never like pushed beyond my boundaries and had to, I never really had to struggle which at the time I didn't know, but it was just doing like a huge disservice to myself because, you know, anytime I ran into a problem, my parents were always there to kind of solve it for me. Mm-hmm. And my focus growing up was I was checking those boxes. You know, I had to make sure, you know, I, you know, always did the right thing. It was nice to people. You know, I checked that box and went to high school, got my high school diploma, got good grades, checked that box went to a four-year university, got a bachelor's degree, check that box. For me, it was about like checking the boxes. Like that's what I was focusing on. And I did know that at a young age, when I was about like 13 or so, like I was, I was really bored, you know, although I had like this Mm -hmm. small town life that, you know, with a safety net was nice. I was just, you know, I was so tired of doing the same things with the same people all the time that I just knew that once I graduated college I had to get out move to a bigger city move to a bigger area and I didn't have a plan I just knew that I had to get out so I made that promise to myself and so when I did graduate college and actually move um, it's been about almost 11 years I've moved to Maryland Um, I decided to move there because my older sister was here and I thought you know this would be a good opportunity because there's Job opportunities were close to Washington, D.C., and I was like, I didn't think I was going to struggle, you know, because I, I, I did my part. I did the work that I was supposed to do that society told me I had to do. You know, I checked my boxes. So when I moved and I started applying for internships, you know, I wanted to do, um, you know, go into event planning, party planning, PR type of, type of career. And when I started mm-hmm. applying for internships, I was getting rejected left and right and I couldn't understand why because I was like, wait a second. Like I've done my part, like on paper, I did what I was supposed to do. Right. And, and, you know, they kept telling me, Oh, you don't have enough experience. You need more education. You need this, you need that. And then that's kind of where like, Oh, you're not good enough kind of set in. And Mm -hmm. that's where I started kind of creating my narrative instead of, you know, looking it inward and saying, okay, like what can I do? Right. I was so focused on trying to blame the world and the external factors of, oh, well, they said I need this. Well, I'm a college graduate, like from a small town. Of course I'm not gonna have experience. And I really started, you know, thinking of like comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And it and when I moved You know, I, you know, I moved to, you know, an expensive area, so I started working in these minimum wage jobs just to survive while still applying. But I was so upset and so frustrated because I did my part. I wasn't understanding that I didn't really I like I never had to struggle
2: before. And so, so, I don't mean to interrupt yeah.
0: you, but let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you okay. said some very important things that a lot of us can relate to. So mm-hmm. first you were talking about how, you know, you come from this background where your parents always came to your rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to get out into the real world and um, feeling like you're not good enough because you kept getting turned down left and right. And that in itself so those external um individuals and external uh experiences started uh becoming part of who you are internally so yeah ex- exactly um so feeling like you're not good enough came from the uh inability or seemingly inability to uh, be successful in what it is that you were trying to accomplish. And uh, and then you just said something about um, living in a, in a bubble, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of us are unaware of what goes on outside of our own world. So real quick, if you could touch on um, what did you think was the reality when you got on your own and what lessons do you feel like your parents could have helped you or taught you, you know, in order to deal with situations like that?
1: Yeah. So when I, you know, coming from a small town, and anybody who's from a small town, they kind of know, if that's all you know, you kind of are almost um, oblivious to how things work and how other people live. So when they go through hard experiences that you you know, don't go through, it's really hard to to think that, that that could happen to you. And so living in this bubble, you know, I lived a a sheltered life and I'm not saying that it's bad.
2: Uh-huh. It was,
1: you know, it's a very, it's a very good thing that go through. And, you know, when I go home to visit, it's kind of nice to almost get away from, you know, the the life that you are living now, uh-huh. but it's almost like, you know, when I, you know, I went to college but I, and lived on my own, but I was also, like, 40 minutes from my parents. So it's not like I, like, completely lived on my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I, when I moved and I was struggling, what I was learning was I started getting, like, sad a lot. And I started, you know, getting depressed and started experiencing anxiety. And I never in my life had experienced that before. So it was really hard to understand why I was feeling like this. And I felt like such a loser because I started seeing people my age buy their dream houses and get their dream jobs and get their luxury cars and getting engaged and married and this and that. And I wasn't doing any of that. I was just kind of stuck in this position because I started just having that narrative and that mindset of comparing myself. To others like I literally couldn't get through that and I just it, my intentions were good to try to get out of that and try to understand it but I, I had to hit a rock bottom in order for me to kind of figure out like okay like this is not like who I am or what I am doing like something has got to change and then I just kind of decided that at some point I had to make a drastic change
0: right okay so Tell me, um, so for those who are just tuning in, we're talking to Cindy Arajo, and she's talking about living a shelter life and then getting out into the world and being rejected over and over again and mm-hmm. started to internalize uh, being rejected and feeling like she wasn't good enough, which mm-hmm. led her to depression and anxiety and things of that sort. So in, in feeling, in, in watching everyone else, cause this is a, <laughs> this is something that a lot of people do. They watch everybody else's mm-hmm. lives, getting lives. I'm sorry, getting married, you know, accomplishing their dreams, buying the dream homes, like you said, dream cars, and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Oh, I wish I had that. Oh, I wish I had a husband, or ooh, I wish I had a wife, or I wish I had mm-hmm. that. But they don't realize the the struggle and the steps and the things they had to go through in order to get there. And then a lot of what people portray to be you know, the bomb, or like they're just living their best life, they are some of the most miserable people in the world. So Mm -hmm. um, tell me, what was rock
1: bottom for you? So it's funny, because when you hit rock bottom, you and you're going through a tough time, you're like, Oh, this is my rock bottom. No, this is it. No, this is it. And things just keep getting worse and worse and worse. And then you think, Oh, no, this is my rock bottom. But when you actually hit rock bottom it's like inside your insides just feel like almost dead so for me um my rock bottom started at the beginning of 2018 you know i had a really rough start to that year mm-hmm. my it started out by my firstborn dog had passed away unexpectedly and she went from being completely healthy to she started having neurological issues and seizures. And then a couple of weeks later, she passed away. And so that was a massive blow to me. And I I couldn't handle that one. That one was really tough. Um, the second thing, and these events that happened almost happened literally back to back. The second thing that happened was, at that time, I was a brand new mom, I had a three month old son, and my hormones were still completely out of whack. And I wasn't feeling like myself. So I had that mixed in.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then on on top of that, the postpartum depression, I I don't, you know, I really don't think I had postpartum depression, honestly, because I was just so it, I struggled to get pregnant. And once I had my son, I was just so happy. And I just like, loved him so much and was so obsessed with him uh-huh. so I don't think other than struggling with you know just how to do everything right. um I really emotionally I felt a little bit better but I I just you know my hormones were just you know you're off when you're a you know a new mom and oh yeah and it's it just yeah it's, re- it's really hard to try to find like a balance between you know being exhausted and having everyone just you know, give their opinions where you just don't want them. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so I'm just going to go into that. And then on top of it, on top of that, once I returned to work after my maternity leave, I was let go from my job. And that was a huge betrayal because I was completely blindsided and I couldn't figure out why that that was happening to me because I thought I was doing a good job and I never got a warning saying, you know, you're not doing right. But, you know, when, when I was going through that and they said, Oh, you know, we don't think you're, you know, you are not performing at your best. We're going to have to let you go. That for me was my rock bottom because for me, that's not what, that's not something that happens to a person like me is what I was thinking. And I immediately started blaming other people, I started blaming them. And I just refused to, to recognize my, my part in it that I may have that it took me a really long time to figure that out. So once I lost my job, you know, we, you know, went into survival mode, I quickly had to get a second job, I got it through a recruiter and it was like a three month kind of contract job and immediately that job was such a toxic environment and I had to get out so after that three months um the executive we weren't working well together we had two completely different working styles mm-hmm. and once I once the three months were up I then lost a second job and that was like my rock bottom for me like that what I was like a disaster of a human being like my insides were just it was terrible like I was a complete mess
0: so um before this you were saying that before you even got your first job and you were trying to mm-hmm. get a job in um the area that you uh you know were passionate about and everyone kept telling you no and that's when mm-hmm. the uh, internalization of not being good enough began to happen now before mm-hmm. you went through all of those things um, mm-hmm. and from that time to getting your first job and having your son and things of that sort before those events started to happen. Had you dealt with um, the internalization of feeling like you weren't good enough or was that something that you just uh, kind of coped with and worked through like most people?
1: So I kind of, it, that's an interesting question because when I had to try to figure out like what my root cause, I was trying to pinpoint when that kind of started. Mm -hmm. And it started when I was about maybe 14, 15 years old. You know, when you're a teenage girl, you're going through that normal teenage things, trying to figure out who you are. But I, it was funny because I remember reading this magazine article and it was an article about how to be perfect. And I I remember it like yesterday. I was reading that article, and it was like how to have the perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect boyfriend, perfect behavior. And I just remember reading that and thinking, like, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to become to be successful. And no Wait, matter what I was article?
0: doing. That was a real article? Sorry,
1: Yeah. It was a real article. It was an actual legit article. It was like in a teen magazine. And it was, I remember it was a blonde girl. She was like in this perfect like outfit. And I remember reading that article thinking like, this is what I need to do in order to be successful. And all the times that I was just failing, I was just so hard on myself. Like, okay, like I'm not being this girl in this magazine article. Like, I, You know, they're telling me in this article what to do, and I am not being su- successful at it. And this is what, you know, this. I, if I'm failing, that's, that's when kind of the self-criticism really started. And I was just so hard on myself, like, all the time.
0: So would you say that your mindset about yourself played a role also in um, you hitting rock bottom after you know, experiencing all of those things back to back in 2018.
1: Yeah, absolutely, for
0: sure. Okay, so then uh, tell the listeners then, once you hit rock bottom, uh, well, first, were you married at the time?
1: Yeah, I yeah I was married, and my husband, God bless him, I mean, he was the only, like, stability that I had in my life once I hit my rock bottom, and he was, you know, completely honest with me. And I knew that if I didn't make a drastic change, that he was going to probably divorce me. And then that last ability that I had, like my life would just completely crumble if I didn't make a a change.
0: Okay, so um, tell us, when was the eye opener? So when did the eye uh, opening um, epiphany happen for you? What was that like? And Um, what was the first step that you took in order to, um, try to, you know, uh, come back from being at rock bottom?
1: Yeah. So doing the work, it's really hard to do because when you're in that emotional state, it's raw, it's ugly, it's dark Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to even start is a really, difficult thing to do and it's something that I've been trying to do for years so for me the difference was emotionally I had nothing to lose like literally I'm like you know what I've got to make a drastic change I don't know what I'm going to do but I've got a newborn son we're living on one income in a very expensive area like something has to change and I can't get that through you know, through a professional telling me or putting me on medication, that's not going to work like nobody knows me better than me. And so I have to do the work initially. So the first thing that I did was I had a very honest conversation with myself. And that's really hard to do. Because when you're in that kind of state of mind, where I was so used to, I wanted to blame other people for my problems. Uh-huh. I had to kind of t- have a talk with her and when I, when I mean her, like my inner voice, right. because her her and I have been feuding for a long time. You know, we've been button heads and, you know, we've just been a back and forth, like Real housewife style, like, you know, just saying mean things to each other. And finally, I had to kind of wave that white flag and give in and be like, okay, like we need to be on the same team. You know, we need to support each other. We need to say encouraging things. We need to change our perspective and how we're talking to, to ourselves. And I, so I literally sat by myself in my bathroom with no distractions. And I just had an honest conversation out loud with myself. Like, okay, why, why are you here? How did you get yourself in this position? It's not anybody else's fault, but yours. Mm -hmm. And I literally just kind of sat there and be like, okay, like, we need to do something. Like, what is it that I can do? So what I did was I literally, like, I literally laid everything out on the table and just wrote everything down. I started writing everything down, like, what my current reality is. Like, this is what's happening. And I listed every single thing. And then the next thing that I did was I started putting, I started to, to identify what the problem was, and then trying to figure out the why. You have to ask the why when you're doing this. Why are you feeling like this? Why did you get yourself in this position? Like, why? And so trying to figure that out, that's kind of how it all starts, is you have to identify the root cause and that literally, when you were trying to identify the root cause, it's going back to your childhood. So, oh, yeah. for me, the root cause was that article that I read when I was a teenager of perfectionism. Perfectionism was my root cause and it was holding me back so much. And I had to identify, you know, what my trauma was because. Uh Matthew Chip said it best. He's kinda like my faraway mentor. He's a trauma expert. Uh-huh. And he says, you know, trauma is ambiguous. Um, he he identif- he defines trauma as any experience, threat, disconnection, or isolation that results in a physical or emotional injury that dysregulates the optimal function of one's body, emotion, brain, spirit, or health. And that for me you know, because I have never been through like a physical trauma. So I thought, Oh, like if, since I haven't experienced any trauma in life, like I don't struggle, but really it was my emotional trauma. And it was my emotional trauma. That was the relationship with my mom and the relationship with my mom is it's a toxic relationship. You know, growing up, we had a very kind of volatile relationship. And that's kind of also a factor in how I how I identified with myself and how I treated myself.
0: So, real quick, let me stop you right there because this is about to get real good for all of our yes. listeners because we are definitely going <laughs> to talk about toxic relationships with our parents and how that played a role in um, mm-hmm. Cindy's um, Cindy's internalization of uh, what her experiences and what people were saying to her making her feel like she wasn't good enough so um when we come back well we're going to continue the conversation so for those of you
3: who are listening
0: the show on Facebook. I have put the link in the comment section and it's in the status uh, section for you to click on to tune in through the radio station. We're getting ready to go to break right now and because uh, Facebook doesn't like it when we play music and things of that sort, so um, again, we are on a radio station, so click tune in live on air on JQLM Radio. Thank you all for tuning in on Facebook. I'm going to end the live stream stick and stay this is your girl lady J. you are tuned in to the i'm possible radio show right here on jplm radio we'll be right back yet to our free online digital interactive magazine the ego magazine no well head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now this magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music arts and culture relationships finance education politics sports news and so much more while you're flipping through the pages just click on the tense on the pictures that you see, and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone, and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. All right, and we are back. You are tuned into another episode of the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment. And we have been talking to Cindy Arajo this morning, talking about healing from the inside out. And for those of you who are just tuning in, um, she was sharing her um, experience with, uh, being, hitting rock bottom, um, having, you know, anxiety and being depressed, uh, after feeling like, you know, she wasn't good enough. And before we went to break, she was talking about, um, getting to the root of the issue, um, when she hit rock bottom and, uh, began telling us about, uh, her root issue being having a toxic relationship, um, with her mom. So Cindy, um, we're going to pick up where you left off. And um, I think that this is a very important uh, conversation and lesson for a lot of people because uh, myself and you and and just there, I'm pretty sure there are many others out there like us have uh, experienced toxic relationships with our parents. Some people, you know, have been able to repair those relationships and some people haven't. But um, with that being at the root of, of, your issue and and you being in the place that you were in um, tell us how for you that played a role
1: yeah absolutely so you know your parents you know when you when you are growing up they do the best that they can you know based off how they grew up so I kind of want to preface this. This is not like a bashing session right. against my mom. Mm-hmm. This is not a personal attack on her. It's just, you know, my parents did the very best that they could. And, you know, what she did was she projected her expectations onto me. Mm-hmm. And because she, you know, her mom passed away when she was 13. You know, her, her older sister had to basically raise her because, her dad was always out with other women and running around and really wasn't there for her. Mm-hmm. So the path that she took led her to success as an adult. So she thought that her path should be my path because it worked for her for her, therefore it should work for me. So she tried to push me into going into nursing school and she said, you know, if you have a job in the medical field you'll you'll be secure you'll be safe because that's what was so important to her was safety and comfort and that I was the polar opposite I wanted to you know push the envelope and take the risk and she would always criticize me with whatever I came to her and said no 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 you can't do that like that is that's not going to work for you you're going to fail and so that was kind of the, the back and forth. I always push back and I, it was like a lot, a lot of back and forth basically. Um, you know, we always, you know, we never get along with our parents when we're teenagers, you know, we always kind of want to try to figure out our, our thing, but I knew that in my twenties, it just, it started getting worse, worse and worse and worse. No matter what I brought to her thinking, Oh, she's going to love this. It's going to be positive she would just instantly shoot it down with negativity and she's like, no, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's not going to work unless you do it this specific way. Uh-huh. And so for me, that was, I didn't realize it at the time, like how much damage it actually was doing to me because I was just internalizing it so much, but I've gotten so used to it. It's like I almost gotten numb to it. So, you know, What my parents did was, I kind of use this scenario is, you know, they, I mentioned earlier that I never really had to struggle that much into life because they were always there to, you know, solve my problems for me. It's like they gave me the tools and they built, you know, this thing for me. And they're like, okay, well, here's the manual, you know, rely heavily on this manual. Um, and follow it verbatim because if you do that it you know the thing that we built for you it's going to work but they never let me figure anything out for myself and that was the issue it's like okay like here it is for you so if you rely heavily on this manual then it will keep working but they didn't tell me like Okay, like if something breaks or something works, like this is what you need to do. No, I had to figure that out on my own. And that's how the struggle was, is I relied too heavily on this, on this manual and I didn't know what to do if I didn't have control. You know, if right. something happened to where it wasn't in my control because I, you know, I'm such a control freak and I have no, I have no problem saying that,
2: mm-hmm. is
1: it, when something unpredictable happens that I have no control over... That's kind of how it starts, like the emotional spiral and the vicious cycle and the patterns begin because I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to how how to do this. But the good thing about this, and I I love this this quote that I found is, you know, the most obnoxious people are your greatest teachers. So what actually, you know, the relationship with my mom has taught me as a parent what not to do with my son. Mm -hmm. So as he gets older, and I know, you know, not to be a helicopter parent, I know to be more present with him. Mm -hmm. I know to let him figure things out as he's getting older. And he, you know, I can't I can't take away his pain I can help him sit with his emotions and as he gets older help him figure out how to deal with them and be there to support him but I can't do everything for him he's got to figure it out for himself and as a parent I want to make sure that I'm there to support him no matter what he wants to get into and that I'm going to give him the tools but he's actually going to build this thing, this life for him, for himself. He has got to build it. I'm going to be there to back him up.
0: Right. So one thing um, that um, stood out to me, and this is something that I even tell uh, uh, a lot of my youth and um, families uh, that I work with is people cannot give you what they don't have. Mm -hmm. So, Um, a lot of us forget that our parents were, you know, children themselves once before they had life experiences before they became your parent and things of that sort. And sometimes they don't acquire the tools needed to, you know, help us because Mm -hmm. they never received those tools. And um, while it may not justify Certain behaviors because once you hit a certain age, you know right from wrong. You know, some people's toxic relationships are, you know, all the way to the extreme, super abusive, and then others, you know, um, may not be, you know, so extreme, but still, in a sense, it can still be toxic, whether that's uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, all of that. But um, we have to remember that our parents don't always have the tools and. And some of them ha- don't know to um, go ahead and reach out to gain those tools. Um, some of them are so mm-hmm. focused on being a parent and making sure they pay the bills and making sure you have you know, everything that you need that they don't focus on or feel like they have time to do the work on themselves so, they, so that they can become a more effective and better parent. And I think that is what this generation – um has so much more access to resources and things of that sort. And for a lot of our parents, um, some of them may not even know that they are the way they are, if you will, until you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: No, I know I totally agree about that. Yeah. And th- and that is absolutely true is, you know, our parents, you know, they didn't have social media. You know, they didn't have all of this, you know, all of these tools and advanced tools that we have now back then. So, yeah, you're absolutely right in that. And that's why I say, like, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, they do the best that they could, you know, because for every parent, you know, you want, you always want your kids to have better than what you had when you were a kid. So they do everything and anything in their power so that you don't have to struggle in life. And yes, while that's nice, it's still like, it teaches you a lot. And that's why I'm saying that, like, it really taught me as a parent to what not to do because I remember that feeling that I had when I was just I felt like so suffocated that I couldn't like step outside the line because if I did that it was just it was not acceptable right right so um
0: in visiting the root uh behind why you were at rock bottom why you felt numb you know, mm-hmm. why you were um, um, having all the feelings that you were having. Um, after addressing the root, what was your mm-hmm. next step? Did you have to have a conversation with your mom? Did you have to forgive her? What, what were some of the steps that you did in order to get yourself to a place um, where you were mentally and emotionally healthy?
1: Yeah, so I will say, like, to to this day, you know, my mom and I, we don't have the best relationship and I've tried to talk with her about it. I've tried to address her with it, but the person has to want to accept that and to want to hear it and listen. Mm -hmm. And she, she doesn't want that. You know, she has the mindset that the child does not tell the parent what to do. The parent tells the child what to do. And so I've, I've accepted the fact that, you know, we will not have the close mother-daughter relationship, they you know, that we, you know, have, but we have, you know, a civil relationship, you know, she, she is the grandmother to my son, and I'm going to let him you know develop a relationship with her. I will never tell my son, "Oh, your, you know, your grandma grandma's off a rocker," like she's crazy. <laughs> like I will right. I will never do that. Like right. he's going to have to figure that out for himself. Right. Um, but however, since he is so little, I do have some control of what she says or does because she does still live a very fear-based life, especially with this whole coronavirus pandemic. I mean, it's just it's really just I can see from a different perspective, like how bad it's gotten uh-huh. and how she feels. So I just, you know, I, I keep her at arm's length, you know, she is um, in a different state, so it is a little bit easier for me, but I do have somewhat control of what, you know, she, what he is exposed to at this point.
3: Mm.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, this has been going on for so long. It's just one of the things that I've accepted And acceptance is kind of the next step into after you have that honest conversation with yourself. And I mean, you have to have that honest conversation with yourself, no matter how painful or uncomfortable it is. That's the point. And when you tell yourself, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. What the heck? Let's just give it a shot. Because the worst thing that can happen is you just end up you know, right where you are to begin with right. and acceptance and forgiveness is kind of the next thing to do. And it's not, again, this is not an overnight process. You right. know, we live in such an instantaneous society where, you know, we see social media that, you know, I think is really the toilet bowl of our society, but we really, you know, see the Instagram and the, the filters and the, you know, we see everyone's highlight reel, that if our that if we're not reflecting that in our life and we're not living it, then it's not good enough. Right. And so this process, it's a lifestyle change. You know, if you want your external environment to improve, then you need to start with inside of you, like the emotional state of yourself. So the acceptance and the forgiveness of the relationship that I have with my mom was kind of like where it actually, I didn't really, I didn't start with her. I started with myself because I had so much going on in my immediate life that she was like furthest, you know, that I had to worry about that I didn't really, you know, focus on. I started with me and I said, okay, what can I do? You know, I've got a child to take care of, a husband to take care of a house, you know, everything, you know, I've got responsibilities and I can't neglect them. I still, you know, life is still going on. But what I did was I did go to my husband and I said, listen, I was like, I need, if you want me to be better and to feel better, I need this time every day to work on myself without being distracted. And he agreed to that. And that is why like, he's just so supportive and, like husband of the year, because he gave me that time. And I also gave myself permission. I gave myself permission to be kind to myself because I was just so hard on myself for so long thinking how big of a loser I was every time I made a mistake that I'm like, okay, I got to stop that. And that was kind of the first thing was the acceptance and the forgiveness of, of myself and say, okay, like you've got to be nicer to yourself. And I just, I started from there. And so literally what I did was I would take one thing that I was not happy about myself. So um, I think one thing was like blaming other people for my problems. I stopped doing that. And it's, it's simple things. And this is the thing too, that I think it's really important for your listeners to hear is that you have to start simple. You have to start simple and it has to be easy. And you have to like make a plan for yourself and you have to stick a timeline with it. So I said, okay, I'm going to stop talking so negatively because that's exactly what my mom did mm-hmm. is I just talked, I started talking negative about every experience that I had and I started saying a positive thing. So anytime that I thought that I had a negative thought, I would then say three positive things about myself. Um, not about ec- the external environment or anything that was around me. It was about internally, like, you know, you, you know, you uh, are a good person. Like you, you are, are kind, you know, things like that, like you feel grateful because you, you know, you struggle to get pregnant and you now you have a child and, you know, just things like that as I would turn my negative and into a positive positive. And over time, you start feeling like a, like a weight's lifted off and you start feeling better. And it's, it's funny because I started feeling hope again and I haven't, I started believing in myself again and you. I did the simple mantras of the I am, like I am, I am brave, I am courageous, I am
3: mm-hmm. a
1: believer, you know, you start saying these things. And, you know, at first, like, yeah, 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 like I'm not gonna believe that, whatever. But no, it's like, <laughs> yeah. once you start, that's how you kind of start changing your mindset. It's really difficult. And you, you know, I did it like twice a day I did it in the morning and at nighttime. And that's kind of how I, I really started. So now I have like a very specific routine, and a very, like how I start my day. And I've what I've done over time is I've built my foundation that I rely on because that foundation for me, it sets the tone of my day and it really helps my product, my productivity just really flow and it helps my creative juices kind of flow as well. So that is what I, I have done.
0: Okay. So uh, for our listeners, there's something that I want to uh, uh, bring to your attention. And I know that a lot of you who know, my personal story I've said this a million times but I'm um, just in mm-hmm. listening to Cindy talk about her story um, one thing that um, she said was she had to accept you know um, the reality you know that this conversation or this relationship with her mom wasn't going to be what she needed it to be and and she wasn't going to get the validation that she need that she wanted for the the contribution to where she was hitting rock bottom. So um, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, uh, the person is a bad person or anything like that. But um, what I would like to say is sometimes we have to be willing to accept the apology that we'll never get. Mm -hmm. So, and, uh, and we have to learn how to accept people for who, they are who they choose to be and understand that who they choose to be has nothing to do with us or who we are. And so in life, everyone, as I said before, our parents um, have, had experiences before us and everybody has a choice in you know where they want to go what they want to do in life and the decisions that they make the things that they will and want to address and things of that sort and a lot of it's hard for a lot of people to accept that it doesn't even have to be a parent it could be a friend or you know um, a co-worker or a, a, a different family or a sibling or whatever the case may be um we have to learn how to because a lot of times We take on the personas or the uh, characteristics of other people and and then we feel like, okay, they are that way because of me or for something that that I'm doing or something I may need to do, um, you know, to get them to to change so I can get what I need from them. But that's not the way it works. So um, that's a a very important thing to uh, remember when you are at that when you are at that step of acceptance so you have to fully accept not just um your reality but you also have to accept that when you go to address the root problem whoever and whatever that may be tied to that you may not get the response that you want but you still have to accept it um but you don't have to let that dictate how you you know move forward or keep you from moving forward so um, I think that's a uh, that was a very um, good thing and brave thing that you did because a lot of people are afraid to address the root issues because mm-hmm. they feel like um, they're scared of the response that they will get and so a lot of people feel like this is gonna hurt worse or if it's so traumatic to the you know to the point where they just feel like they can't let go you don't know what happened you don't know what they did to me and they don't realize that the release and the acceptance and the forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. So Yeah. Um it's holding you back. This person you know, this person or and, and is going on with their life and you're the one stuck. So, um and that's what people don't realize. So, um Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, and that's the thing is acceptance is it's really hard. Especially yeah. if you've been through something, you know, more severe. People think if you accept it then that means that you like, you give in, you kind of identify it. That's not it. You can accept and forgive something. But that doesn't mean you have to be nice to that person or give life to that. It's just if that comes into your life, you literally just watch it pass by, you don't give it life, you're like, okay, like, it's there. It's more of a way of, you know, my depression, anxiety will always be there. Of course, it's not like, Oh, I'm healed, like, see you later. Like, you know, move on. No, it's, it's there, but I know how to manage it better. So I know that when, you know, when I feel, you know, you know, you have, you know, now that I have a child, of course, I'm always going to worry about him, like, oh, my God, like, he's, he's gonna be by himself. And I need to be like, no, like, you know, those anxious thoughts and feelings will always be there. But I'm more aware of them. And I'm like, okay, like, this is coming. It's okay. You know, your feelings deserve to exist. Whether it's negative or be- or negative or good, they still deserve to exist. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean you always have to give life to it. You just, you let it pass on by, you know, you, you Ariana Grande that and say, thank you next and move on. Uh, you know, that's, awesome. that's <laughs> like, that's yeah. what you have to do, honestly, is like, you know what, I don't have time for you right now, negative thought, like, i got stuff to do, you know, I, right. I've got so much to do. I don't have time to give it to you. I'm going to let you exist, move on by, and then move on with, you know, with something else and just keep yourself busy. You know, that's, that's really what it's about.
0: Right. So um, we're going to take another quick break, but before we do, I have a question for you that I would like for you to ponder. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that uh, not having the teachings of how to deal with difficult situations, um, or how to address them in your childhood, um, do you think that that is a lesson that you missed and you should have learned or, you know, as you were coming up? Or do you feel like, because um, life is going to teach us lessons anyway, so it's a lot mm-hmm. of things we're going to have to figure out. Do you feel like that would have helped you a little bit more, though, when you were met with the things that caused you to fall into uh, depression and internalize those things, feeling like you weren't weren't good enough? So I want you to ponder that question when we come. F- uh, so when we come back from break, you can answer that, um, and then we're going to talk about um, how you got to where you are now, um, dealing with the root issue, you know, accepting, having the real conversation with yourself, and then accepting your reality, <coughs> and the reality of you know addressing your root and it not really being the result that you wanted, but you were still able to push through that. So, we're going to talk about that when we come back uh, to all of our listeners. Um, you are tuned into the Impossible Radio Show right here on JQLM Radio, the vision of Ego Entertainment. Stick and stay, and we will be right back. We've been talking to Cindy Araujo, talking about healing from the inside out. <laughs>
3: Listen the song's crazy. You
0: know I, I I got an idea though. Make it a little crazy. You can't stop this here, you can't stop this tear Work too hard, my God, I'ma play my card I'ma leave your atmosphere, it's so toxic And I hear your gossip, I'm aware They plotting, but I got no option And I can't be stopped, I'ma keep on walking And my power, and my purpose And that is so worthless, and my faith On and it's working, I'm one of one And I'm certain that I won the battle It's over, we did it, I'm still, I'm C, I'm P No limit, can't stop it, it's me and Corin in the pocket Got the plug in the socket,
2: They told you that you couldn't do it Cause you're washed up, ain't like them bad said you should get your sauce up, but I got this plan, and you might not understand. I'm going to go hard as I can, and I'm going to be the boss of it. Just watch me do this. So
0: Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your Business Banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices or get JQL and Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Streama Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. And we are back. Thank you for sticking and staying with your girl, Lady J, right here on the Impossible Radio Show on JQLM Radio. And we are talking to Cindy Arajo, and we are talking about healing from the inside out. And she has been very thorough in not only sharing her personal story with us, y'all, but sharing with us the steps that she has taken to uh, get her life back, to get back to a healthy place emotionally. Um, and mentally so Cindy before the break um, I asked you a question Um, would you
1: mind um, sharing uh, with us yeah absolutely so you know the question you asked me is kind of like do I kind of you know wish that I had those tools growing up I mean to be honest I mean yeah I mean like sometimes I think that, you know, I, I get mad I'm like, God, like why didn't like my parents do this? Like they should have known better. But like we have been talking about is, you know, they do the best that they can and the, the experiences that they have as children, they kind of take with them into adulthood and they just pass it along to their children. And it's kind of up to us to break that cycle, you know, and Sometimes, yeah, I'm like, I wish I would have had this and I would have had that. But the experiences that I've been through now, I'm like, you know, it's very kind of, you know, cheesy thing that I, I'm glad I went through what I did because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now is right. I had to kind of really take a step back and think, okay, like these things are happening to me that are not good, that I don't want to happen. Why are they happening to like, what did I do that Mm -hmm. I need to change? And so what I've done is I've taken the word failure out of my vocabulary. And instead I say lessons. So what lessons did I go through that I need to evaluate and make small changes and make small shifts in order for me to, to become successful in order for me to evolve and grow as a person.
0: Right. So, um, and, uh, a lot of us, uh, forget to that life. Um, it's inevitable that we experience mm-hmm. hardships. It's inevitable that we, um, not only experience hardships, but uh, different traumas as well, because, um, if we only had sunshine all the time, we couldn't, you, you know, then we wouldn't, Really be able to enjoy it because and we really wouldn't really be able to appreciate it um unless yeah. we've experienced some rain, and that's the only way that we're going to be able to grow so a lot of people, so for those of you who are listening um and and um I'm pretty sure you already know this, but for um a lot of you who feel like you know why am I going through this? why is this always happening to me um one. Uh, sometimes when we, uh, are met with different tests, if we fail them, we're going to have to take them over. It's just like at school, you know, you don't, you keep taking the test until you pass it. Also, Uh um, while some of the things that we experience in life, or I should say a lot of the things that we experience in life are a direct result of the choices that we make. And so we have to realize that when you make a choice or decision, then there are consequences, good and bad. And, um, two, sometimes it has nothing to do with, you know, a choice that you made or who you are. It's just something that happened because it's going to be a part of your story so that you can help the next person that you come in contact with who may be experiencing that. So just take it as, um, a, uh, or, or look at it as an opportunity to gain a new tool, um, and uh, some words of encouragement and things that you can pass along to somebody else because everything that we go through in life is not just for us anyway. So yeah, and
1: and I want to kind of touch base on like the "why me" question because I used do that to myself like why me like why is this happening to me and I really fell into that victim mentality of, oh, this is happening to me because of this external factor. And this is happening to me because of, you know, the world is causing my problems. Well, the world isn't causing your problems. It's, you know, the choices that you are making and feelings that are associated with that choice. And a lot of times when we're, you know, not feeling our best, we tend to make choices that, you know, may lead into, you know, Make things worse. And so, having that victim mentality, it's like, okay, like, how long are you going to hold on to that why me? And I held on to that for so long. And that was also part of what I had to change. I had to change the why me to what can I do to change this? I don't want to be in that victim mentality anymore. I want to, I don't want to be like a survivor. Like, I want to change it. I don't want to say, oh, well, this this thing that happened to me is is a lot of people what they do they identify like this you know this trauma that happened to me is is me like that trauma is identified as you and that's what you you have to break is you have to break you have to break like that whatever happened in your life that is not you that's not who you are as a person right so kind of breaking that Th- that victim mentality really helped me, especially. Um, really helped me see things differently and think things differently.
0: Right. So um, this is um, <laughs> really uh, a, I should say, ironic conversation because um, my impossible point of power uh, for the week for yes, well, for the day for yesterday was talking about uh, expectations. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that is actually our impossible point of power for the week for the impossible radio show. So, <laughs> real quick, um, it's time for your impossible point of power, everyone. Um, and after the impossible point of power, we're going to um, hear from Cindy about uh, where she is now um, and um, her final step. What did it feel like, and how you can contact her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have what where where I I am now. I have
3: a a, a very. Hold on, Cindy, just a second.
0: Okay. So your impossible point of power for the week, as I stated, is titled "Expectations." The consistent behavior of an individual reveals their true character. If they have been consistent in disappointing you, hurting you, and lying to you, don't expect anything more If they haven't been consistent in pain. Because then you become an active participant in your own pain. Stop setting high expectations for low performing people. That is your impossible All right, Cindy, um, you can go ahead and tell us um, what was your final step in this process of healing from the inside out, and what was that moment like for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that. Um, So what what I did is I... I built like a very specific routine that I do every single day without doubt, no matter if I'm, you know, feeling bad or not, or if I'm just not having the best day. The first thing that I do when I wake up before my feet hit the ground is I, I say, thank you for my day. Thank you for this moment. I kind of like talk to like my creator and like, you know, I'm a spiritual person now. Right. And so I say, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. Even if I see it, like that, even if I'm not feeling it, I still will say it because it, that kind of gets my brain activated and that gets my mind activated. So in the morning, you know, I'll set my alarm early before everybody wakes up and I'll just sit and meditate for a few minutes. And I know meditation is not for everyone. It takes time, though. And I encourage, you know, everyone to try it, even if you have, try it, because people will say, oh, like, I can't stop, you know, racing thoughts. But even if you try it for like 10 seconds without thinking about anything, you build off of that. And so I've gotten to a point now where I can sit and meditate for a few minutes, and I set an intention for today. It's usually like an internal intention and intention. I mean like a small goal that I can do, that I can do, that I can accomplish today. So for example, like my intention for today was I'm going to, you know, talk in a positive manner, you know, especially with everything that's going on right now, you know, everyone is in such a suffering. So it's my, you know, duty for me to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a positive influence for my son. I'm going to be be present with my son and I'm going to, you know, play with him and spend extra time with him, things like that. So I set my intention and then in the morning I have like my skincare routine. So I'll like, I'll do my skincare routine and then have my kind of my quiet time to myself. And then it's, I've I've set that tone for the day. So no matter what my day brings me, I'm able to handle it because I am like, I'm present, I'm ready to go. And at night, you know, is when I start to wind down. So at 9 p.m., no electronics, all phones, all emails, any type of work goes away. It goes into the other room. And then I'll, I'll do a little meditation at night. And what I'll do is I'll, say how grateful I am for the day. Now, what I used to do in the beginning is I used to say three things that I'm grateful in the morning, but they started getting a little repetitive. So then I switched it to the evening. And I said what I was grateful for at during my day, like I'm grateful for you know, getting to spend time with my son. I'm grateful for getting a little bit of work done. You know, I'm I just say small things that I'm grateful for, but I was very specific about it. I wasn't I I you, you know, I don't say, oh, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for right. having a roof over my head because like we know like that is what it is. Right. I get very specific about it. And So after that, you know, I do a little bit of reading and I I calm my mind down. You know, that's the time for me to recharge my batteries, you know, because I am no service to my family if I don't carve out self-care time for myself. Right. So and that's and that can be anything. It can be watching mindless TV. It can be, you know, watching Bravo. It can be taking a hot bath, you know, having a glass of wine, any type of those things it doesn't have to be very woo woo y. It can just be what fits your schedule. Right, right.
0: So, can you tell everyone um, how they can, you know,
1: contact you, how they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I have Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is Cindy Arajo44. So, it's C I N D Y A R A. UJO44 and yeah I mean feel free to message me. I'm uh, you know I recently started I decided that you know I want to become a public speaker and I'm kind of trying to doing that on the side and so I want to aspire to inspire others. So I am fully on board with sharing, you know, what I've done and what's worked for me and for what you to try. And if you have, you know, anything that you're going through, you know, I am, you know, a a teacher and a mentor and working on becoming, you know, a a coach maybe one day. And I want to, you know, I want to be able to, you know, give advice and I'll give, you know, valuable content, you know, for free. I don't want anything back is I want to be giving and I want to help people, especially now, like I want to be able to help you get through whatever you're getting through
0: awesome um and i tell people all the time um that some of the times the best advice is through experience um because people can go to school read books you know do you know have a bunch of theories and things like that but if you've never been through it then um you can't really get that the real authentic you know, uh, understanding of what it's truly like. And, Mm -hmm. um, all, all sides are needed, but I feel like everyone who, um, is going through something, we all need at least one person that can identify with where we are, you know what I'm saying? And what we're feeling. Um, uh, you know, which is, I tell people all the time, the AA, for instance, is uh-huh. one of the best examples of that when you partner somebody with someone who has gone through what you're going through they know what the struggle is going to be like they you know aren't you know judgmental and they understand you know so it's really important for people to um have someone that understands um <coughs> so I mean, I commend you on the work that you did. Like I said, not everyone is able to do the work because Mm -hmm. for some it's, it's just too painful. You know, Mm -hmm. they think that they can just go through life and just continue sweeping everything under the rug, but don't realize it's only a ticking time bomb. So
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Like no one wants to be uncomfortable and you know, they've, you know, you've been burying these feelings for so long and for you to bring it back up, you know, it, it's hard. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to want to deal with it either because it is a lifetime process. And that's the other thing I think people are afraid of or don't have the time for is the commitment aspect. You know, it's, it's really – it's an everyday thing that you have to do. It's an everyday maintenance that you have to do. And, you know, if I didn't do – you know, if I don't meditate, like, my day – goes in the crapper for sure and it's just something that i you know i i like to do and it's something that you know i i need to do and it's something that i can you teach other people how to do as well
0: right right so um we are coming down to the last few minutes of the show Mm -hmm. cindy if you could leave our listeners with any type of encouragement what would it be
1: I would say every day, say three things that you're, you're grateful for. Start there. Even if you don't feel like it, think about what you're grateful for and be specific about it. And if you do that every, do it every day for a week and see how you feel. Notice if there's any changes like that you may feel that you haven't felt in a really long time. Use that as kind of a starting point. And then figure out what will work for you and so say three things you're grateful for, even for either when you wake up first thing in the morning or right before you go to bed. you know, say those three things and start there and see what happens, and then just go with it. Awesome. Um,
0: so real quick, um before we end our show, um there are a few announcements that I would like to make. For all of our listeners, um, Business Banger Help Shops are registration is now open. Um, so they are available online for you to go and register at www.businessbangerscenters.com. That's www.businessbangers with an S, centers.com. Um, also, if you have not done so already, you can go to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and uh, subscribe for free. Um, so that you can check out issue number nine, the latest issue of the Ego Magazine. Um, we do have a, a celebrity guest on the cover, um, and it's, uh, you know, action-packed for everyone um, with entertainment, media, you know, sports, news, all of that is something in it for everyone, so share, share, share. Make sure that you all go and subscribe do like follow and share us again on facebook because we do follow back um you can follow like and share jqlm radio on facebook instagram and twitter at jqlm radio and ego entertainment at ego Net on facebook instagram and twitter um if you would like to follow me i do follow back on facebook you can find me at lady j brand lady j brand my personal page is almost at capacity at 5,000. So you can follow me on my public figure page. Um, You can also follow I'm Possible Radio Show on Instagram and Facebook at I'm Possible Radio. Um, I think it's I'm Possible Radio Show on Facebook and I'm Possible Radio on Instagram. Um, And on Instagram, you can follow me at JQ underscore one. That's capital J, lowercase a, capital Q, lowercase u, underscore one and on, no, that's on Twitter, I'm sorry, on Twitter, and on Instagram, it's LadyJay.co. So Lady J brand on Facebook, LadyJay.co on Instagram, and JaQ underscore one on Twitter. Um, Cindy, one more time, can you tell everyone how they can contact you and follow you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can reach me through Instagram. It's my social media handle that I have right now. Um my Instagram is Cindy Arajo44. It's C I N D Y A-R-A-U-J-O-44. And you can send me direct messages through there. You can reach me through there. And like I said, I'd be happy to share any advice, give any tips or anything that could help you reach optimal health with, you know, that's what I want to do. So You know, I'm I'm so appreciative of you know letting me be on here today and kind of talk about my experience. And I'm hoping that this can help somebody as well.
0: Thank you, um, Cindy. um, Because not everybody's able to be as transparent, you know, um, as you have been, and those who attend the Impossible Radio Show. So uh, thank you so much. Um, You did an amazing job. Thank you. Um, So to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And before we end the show, as I always say, after all of the hell you went through, the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too. New adversities will come, but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable. The favor over your life incomparable, which gives you the right to think and believe. I'm possible. This is your girl, Lady J, and we are out.